Welcome to Canny Cross Conversations with me, Michelle. And me, Louise, talking all things dogs, running and canny sports. This episode is sponsored by the Get Stronger Run a Faster 5K course. It's great for canny crossers and runners to improve their 5K time and keep up with their dogs. So on this week's podcast, um, we chatted to a nutrition coach, um, Wayne Barrigan, and we were really excited to talk to him about nutrition and especially our mindset surrounding it. Um, Nutrition is so important to runners, but we often neglect it because we focus so much on our dogs. And and that was what was really fascinating, isn't it? The neglect, the bad choices that we make um, in our nutrition and it was and how we sort of had this learned behavior and how things just sort of you and I were nodding along when he was talking about this about how we sabotage you know ourselves with the foods and the food choices that we make yeah how we get into habits and even if we get out of them for a while it's so easy just to jump back onto that previous track and continue with the same old habit so Wayne talked to us really about some practical well he gave us some really practical tips about how how to relearn you know new behavior yeah and and also about the fact which again I think we all know it's a lifestyle change not just a quick fix um but anyway we could talk about this again for ages and probably just go over everything that he said so if you've got any questions after this episode do let us know go over to our Instagram page at Canny Cross Conversations and um we will ask Wayne um, and I think uh, I think there'll be some interesting discussions after this episode. So have a listen. Enjoy. Wayne, thank you for joining us. Would you like to introduce yourself to our listeners? Absolutely. Thank you very much for having me, uh, first of all. Um, so my name is Wayne Barrigan. I'm a, um, an AIQ Nutrition Certified Coach. Um, I've been coaching for, for several years now and um, had a, a real interest in nutrition. Uh, and so I qualified at the, at the end of last year um, through the AQ course. Uh, I'm also a, a keen runner. Uh, I've been running for um, quite a few years now, um, although I'm, I'm not a fast runner, but I, I run for fun. Um, what, what you would call your stereotypical fun runner, um, although I have done quite a few half marathons and a couple of marathons, although it was a few years ago now. So um, I, I decided, um, you know, fairly recently that through my own struggles with nutrition uh, and, you know, weight management issues and set over the years that I really wanted to enhance my knowledge and blend the coaching and the nutrition together. So hence why I'm, uh, I'm doing what I'm doing now in the, in the coaching sphere. Sounds really exciting. Um, and and we, we're going to t- t- touch on or talk a lot about um, mindset and nutrition, which I think is people go through lots of things, don't they? And you were saying, you know, sort of your struggles with it. Yeah. People exercise and think that's enough, don't they? Um, and often isn't. And, and people also think that they eat healthily, which I always find quite interesting. What's <clears throat> what what? Um, when we're talking about mindset and nutrition, what what's the triggers or what things happen that make us um, 
Well, I'm, I'm thinking about me, basically, because it always comes yeah. back to one of us, doesn't it? But I, I, I eat so much chocolate, and I know it's wrong, but there's something in me, like a trigger, that is happening. And you know, so why, yeah. why does that happen? What's happening to people that we, we have these sort of triggers? And yeah. So, so a lot of mindset is, is very much, um, can be a lot of learned behavior, and, and there's a lot of neuroscience uh, out there now which about your neural pathways. So uh, similar to yourself, Louise, historically I would, um, on an evening, uh, reach out for the chocolate or the crisps or the stuff that's not nutritionally, you know, uh, good for us, uh, so to speak. So um, I, I think sometimes it's a bit of a learned behaviour and a bit of a habit that that's, called, uh, you know, we've brought into our lives. Uh, and then it becomes ingrained. So if, if you think a little bit about the way I like to visualise this, if you think about a field full of wheat uh, and uh, when you start trodden down that field, the wheat gets trodden in and there's a pathway becomes visible. And the more and more that you walk down that pathway, the more trodden it becomes and the more natural it will always become for you to, for you to go down that certain route. Uh, and the trick with mindset is, is to try and create new pathways. Um, and fortunately, again, a lot of research suggests that we, we can, that there's a thing called neuroplasticity, which allows us to retrain our brains and re, rewire it. Uh, so we can create new pathways in that, uh, in them fields, if you want to, if you're going back to the visualization, um, which can, which can help us navigate away from some sort of, um, what we think might might be behaviours or actions that that we don't particularly want to do all the time, but it's also important, I think, to to recognise that with uh, with nutrition that restriction can be can be a negative thing as well and be a, and be a real obstacle because when you if if you've got a, a fondness for chocolate or you know whatever your your vice is, then okay. if you start yeah if you if you try and re restrict that quite naturally. Um, you might be able to be successful with that work for a few days, for a few weeks, but at some point, your, your pathways are there, and, and you know through through restriction, you will eventually most people will will crack, and then you'll go into a massive binge potentially. That's the risk, and then you spiral out of control, and then you have your negative self talk, and oh well, that's it. I can you know I, I might as well just eat. Um, five bars of chocolate it's all out the window now you know and hey presto here we are again and back not only we're back to square one but we're worse than we're, worse off than where we were before so i think um that's why mindset is such a such an important thing so th th there's a few there's a few little tips and, and tricks we, we can all start playing really simple so a really a really simple example where just to demonstrate about mindset would be um around um, a little exercise which which uh, I learned several years ago. I, I did a, an NLP training course, neuro linguistic programming training course, yeah. and there was a, a real beginners exercise we did in that called the Mercedes model, and it's about about basically about how you walk. So if if um, I mean one of you, if one of you wants to to, to be uh, to get involved and do a little bit of interactive work, by all means feel free. But basically, imagine yourself um, walking across the room. Um, and your, your shoulders are hunched, you're looking down, you're looking down at the floor and you're walking along and pacing across the room and it just doesn't feel very good. No. It feels pretty depressive and pretty down and, and stuff like that. So by just altering your posture, 
bring your shoulders up, hold your head up high, stick mm -hmm. your chest out, swing your arms, do the Colin McGregor walk, whatever it is, and just start walking with, with purpose. All of a sudden, you, you, the way you feel can become completely transformed. And it's just a very simplistic way of, of how through our behaviours and how we behave and how we, how we conduct ourselves, we can affect how we think and we can also affect how we feel. So that's all in the mind. So just, just by all the three things are interlinked, the way we behave, the way we feel and the way we think. So by altering our behaviour, instead of walking hunched and, and in a depressive state, we walk proud with our shoulders held high, we'll automatically think more positively and start um, feeling a much, much better. Uh, and, you know, so any of your listeners um, at home, if you want to try this, you know, pause, pause the podcast, go, go and strut across your, your living rooms or wherever you're listening to this. And uh, by all means, you, it's just a really simple exercise that can have, it's just a penny drop moment, you know, and, and, and it can, you know, can, it can really sort of get the message home about mindset. Um, but there's there's a whole host of you know mindset such a massive subject um, um, and and I think one one of the things I've learned over the years um, and uh, you know through lots of different uh, training and reading and studying it, 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 it's quite apparent that whatever you, whatever information you absorb or the people you surround yourself with the environment you're in can really affect your environment as well so. Um, it's it's important to sort of try and consume positive uh, or uh, you know material that's going to work on your self development if you're in that space if that's something you're looking for uh, engage with people who 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 are not mood suckers you know that yeah. type of thing people who bring you down mm -hmm. and, and all of a sudden because and and also it's about dealing with dealing with the negatives in life because life isn't always rosy you know and sometimes we have challenges and we feel tired and we're we're worn out and we're exhausted and that's when the, the mind can reach out for some comfort for some sort of you know some sort of reward or, or something to 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 sort of distract us from from the from your everyday life you know so it's, it's important to recognize that yeah, but hopefully that's also why a lot of our guys, our listeners sort of canny cross because you know it's the getting out and doing something different, isn't it? And yeah, and we've talked to, we talked in previous podcasts about the mental health benefits of running and canny cross, haven't we? So yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, how do we, I'm a big emotional eater. <laughs> if I'm in a bad mood, I will eat. Um, yeah. How do we even start to kind of get over that to, to retrain? Yeah, it's it's it, it isn't easy. So so I think we've got to recognise that, and 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 I think the first the first step is recognising that we do it. You know, so that's that's step number one. If you can identify that within yourself, the second step is is to look for little tactics and techniques that can that can maybe just break that cycle a little bit. So so my my first tip would be uh, and a bit of advice would be to try and build in some sort of pause. So if you're and the more, if you aware your emotional leader, how do you recognise at what point is it when you're emotional? What is it? What is it that is that trigger that gets that once you makes you want to reach and go to the fridge or to go and grab grab something out the cupboard or, or whatever it might be? So, so how do you recognise that? And one of and one of the one of the best things I genuinely believe is is most impactful is journaling. Because it might be that it's you've done it, it's it's happened again, it's too late. But then if you can self-reflect and think, right, okay, I'm not going to beat myself up about this, because that's the worst thing you can do. 
I want to capture and and re- you don't have to write War and Peace, just capturing a couple of a couple of lines and like what was that trigger? Why? What, what did you do? But what were you feeling like? And, and start thinking of some mm-hmm. journal and prompts that that can just you can just relate to. And just doing that exercise and the power of writing it down can have a dramatic effect on on your self awareness. So the next time when you're feeling a little bit emotional and you want to reach out for something, it might just trigger something and it might just build that pause in. And if you can build a pause in, in into that to intervene for, for what you would normally go direct to the to the fridge or the cupboard, then then you're halfway there to sort of having some sort of strategy. Now again, it comes back to as well a lot of self-talk, um, the voice in your head. We all have it. Everyone, yeah. everyone has a voice in their head. We all have self-talk. So it's it's really important that we start being kind to ourselves and we start not beating ourselves up about about little mistakes or when things don't quite go according to plan. And you know, because we, we can all sabotage ourselves. You know that self-sabotage button, and then and then all of a sudden you can beat yourself up. So. Being kind to yourself and being compassionate. It, it isn't about making excuses and going to say, oh, never mind, everything will be all right tomorrow. It's about saying, well, how do I hold myself to account? That is being compassionate to yourself. You know, it's not It's not about, right, you've failed, you're a failure, you're a waste of space, what's the point of even trying? It's about saying, okay, I made a mistake, how do I learn from that? How can I implement a strategy that will at least give me a chance of, of taking a small step forward? And a lot of these things, again, they are small steps. It's not trying to go from zero to hero overnight. Um, it's about implementing little, little small steps. But the biggest tip I could give you would, would be, and I would give everyone, is consider working with a coach. You know, that, that, that's where you can have some sort of accountability and some support and some guidance. And a, and a really good coach should be helping you come up with your own solutions. You know, it's yeah. not for a coach to dictate to you and tell you exactly what to do. That, that that's not coaching that's mentoring coaching is where where you're working directly with someone you get to understand what the challenges are and what the triggers are and then build in them sort of problem solving techniques so that because ultimately you're going to be on your own for the rest of you know like you have to do implement these strategies when the coach isn't there mm-hmm. so you need to be able you need to be independent you need to have autonomy over that that mind control and that mindset does it does it well it's two questions I've got there's a lot of people that say they run so that they can eat what they want and and I suppose that goes back to the emotional or the the eating the bad stuff isn't it so but that's not I mean and I know age comes into that and everything like that so that's that's the kind of and I suppose the second part to my question with that is are we as knowledgeable as we think we are about nutrition? So when we think we're eating a healthy diet, you know, as runners or, or whatever, are we actually doing that? Yeah, really good questions. And I think, um, so coming to your first part, uh, a lot of people think they can eat, some, some people say they, they'll run to, so they can eat what they want. But I, I would say take a step back from that and think about, think about your own long-term personal health um, and think about, the longevity of when you get an older, especially, which, you know, I cost myself in that bracket now, I've just turned yeah. 50. Um, <laughs> so so what it, it boils down to a starting point for me when I, when I start working with clients is about values. What are your values? What are your key values and what's really important to you and what's your why? Now, if someone who's maybe in, in their younger years and they think, well, yeah, I like, I want to eat pizzas, I want to eat fish and chips, I want to eat this, that and the other all, all the time. And I do, and I do run um, to to enable, 
by running an exercise and you know quite uh, vigorously that enables me to do that and I can have what I want but at some point the pendulum swings the other way or, or there's a, a realisation moment that actually that isn't really good for my long-term health um, because it's all of the stuff that's going on in the inside. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of work, a lot of research and a lot of stuff that's coming on now about the gut microbiome and stuff, you know. So if people are not getting enough um, fruits, vegetables, fibres and stuff in, in the diet, that can impact your health in, in various different ways. So so it's, I would say that, yes, running can be a help for, for weight management um but not necessarily if, if you're running and, and being healthy and you're doing your cardiovascular system the world of good but you're eating a lot of junk what's going on in the inside you might be doing a you know long term you know not damage or, or whatever you know what the right terminology is mm-hmm. but 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 you're not serving yourself you're not investing in yourself in the best way possible for long-term health so it depends what your individual priorities are Mm. Um, and I think you know as you just said I think as we age something yeah. I'm, I've always been quite aware of you know we have to change the way we eat so we can't do what we did as 20 year olds um, absolutely absolutely and that and that's when so for me in my journey that was exactly was exactly it and, yeah. and, and it really kicked in with me um, a few years ago right at the very start of COVID when um, before we really knew much about it and before there was any testing I, I was quite poorly and um, I ended up undergoing a hospital um, oh, I was yes. struggling with my breathing I didn't stay I, I didn't have to stay in hospital but I, I was just that concerned and it, again we knew nothing at all about it this stage yeah. uh, and, I, and I, for two weeks solid I locked myself in a room and just coughed solidly I hardly slept uh, and, and I was really unwell and um, and it frightened me a little bit um, and then the long-term effects of that were quite quite severe as well so when I wanted to try, when I got over the, the sort of initial bout of COVID I couldn't run uh, I, I would go out for runs and I, and I felt like I was going to have a heart attack um, for someone who's run most of my life I, I noticed a distinct difference of, of my ability and, and my chest felt like it was closing in and it was it was really really scary um, and, and it took me quite it took me at least six months to, to sort of get around that and and I ended up having to do really low heart rate work, um, and and that made a big difference um, because when I was going out just trying to run normally, and I'm not a fast runner, you know, I just I run for fun, like like I said before, but but I, I, I was really struggling. Uh, eventually, I did come out of it, but it was a real wake up call for me that I need to really look after my health now. I'm getting to an age where. You know, I, I need to take nutrition seriously. And and did that help? Has that helped your recovery then? The nutrition. Hundred percent, yeah, yeah. So uh, again, even more so, more recently, since since uh, becoming um, an EIQ nutrition certified coach, it's like in the studying I've done through that, I've learned so much more now than than I knew before. So that comes on to the second part of of your question. Really, it was do we do do we really eat healthy? Do we we think we we think we eat healthy? Do we? I I I genuinely think that most people now know generally that. to get a sensible diet you know a balanced diet it depends on your own preferences and most people know what to do but adherence is the key adherence to a to a long healthy lifestyle is a real challenge for, for most people um and and that's the, the difference between success and that can work both ways so people might have weight management issues because they overeat and they're, they're, they're in a larger body and some people might have undernourished bodies and and you know not not consuming enough uh, foods 
and the right type of food. So mm -hmm. there's all sorts of, of particular issues that that can be addressed. So yeah, I think most people generally though they know that eat enough fruit and vegetable, eat enough protein, eat enough uh, carbs, and eat enough fats. Uh, and if you have a balanced diet on your plate, then you're not going to go far wrong. But it's the adherence that's that's the issue. Do do we eat enough protein and veg though? Because I mean, Louise and I have recently um, we did the six pack revolution, didn't we, um, yeah. in the autumn, and that had us eating a lot of protein. Um, do, do, did, did, did you get given a certain amount of protein to eat then? No, not. Um, it, it wasn't. It wasn't kind of measured out. It was kind right. of right. to eat like a part. It was a palm sized amount, wasn't it? Um, yeah, yeah. But we were eating then, a lot of it, um, and I yeah. was shocked at what a difference that made. And I thought, gosh, have I been underfueling myself all this time because? I've always thought I ate healthily, um, but it's just kind of given me a new perspective and it's really made us think about nutrition, hasn't it? Yeah. Well, protein is such a, is what is a, such an important um, macronutrient um, in, in various elements. A, it's very satiating. Um, so um, yeah. when you eat protein, you get fuller uh, yeah. quicker and, and for longer. So that, that's just, uh, that's one benefit. So you don't need, to consume as much volume of food when you when you have a high protein dense uh, I still diet, try, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and and also for recovery, obviously for for uh, muscle um, recovery and and uh, synthesis, it's it's essential for for that. Um, so protein is really a main staple of diet, and and everything I've studied and everything I've read, or uh, there isn't any. There isn't really any variation on this. That's the one common thing that you that you mm -hmm. see in all the, the studies. Um, and and this, the course I did with the IQ is very much evidence based. Uh, yeah. So protein is, is a key. Now, obviously, there's various sources of protein, and, and it's got to be it's got to work for you. And it and it is quite hard to, to sometimes to to get the the right amount of protein. Um, and, and, and and like you said, a, a palm sized amount. That one of the one of the key tips again that I've picked up is that try and have protein with every meal. Yeah. So yeah. historically, yeah. you might have had you might have had a you know a couple of slices of toast or some crumpets. So, yeah. but but that's not very protein uh, dense. Uh, the tiny bit of protein in the bread and stuff, but not much. Whereas if you can have other other types of, of uh, nutrition, sort of porridge, which has got a slightly bit more protein in. Um, or um, eggs, you know, whatever it might be in, in the morning for your breakfast as a start. And if you can include some sort of protein sauce in every meal that you do that you have, then over the full day, and then over the full week, and then over a lot, and then over your lifetime, your protein content is going to be really quite, quite uh, adequate, really. And I think again, I mean, as Michelle said, we've we've noticed such a difference in our running, and you know, I race yeah. canicross, and and I I've, I've just like been amazed about this. You know, this season has been I've done I'm do, doing really well. I'll say it myself, I'm yes. doing all right. Brilliant. <laughs> but, so, Brilliant. But but also, I think people, if people have got that mindset, so if they're trying to weight loss. So they think, and again, I think this goes back to age thing, doesn't it? Related when you're younger, doing cardio work was probably a good way to get fit, maybe lose a bit of weight if you needed to do that. That's what sort of young adults are promote, you know, are told to do to a certain extent. Um, and as you get older, you change. But I think people who have got 
um, weight to lose are worried about eating too much. And because, again, they're not eating the right foods or the, yeah. the things that are going to benefit them in the long run. Um, and it is, I think I know we all know we should do a balanced diet, but I mean, I'm I've been in the fitness industry a long time. So I've got a little bit of nutrition knowledge, not you know much to you, but it's still this sort of the whole thing. You know, protein is, you know, as we get older, we need more protein because our bodies are yeah. changing so much. Sorry, I can get. <laughs> no, it's, it's, no yeah, yeah, I totally agree. I completely agree. And, and, and then you're competing as well with uh, mass marketing, uh, advertising and the easy availability of uh, ultra-processed foods yeah. and stuff like that, and, and the cost element of that, you know, which tends to be the, the less healthy food is cheaper than the more nutritious, not always, but, but you know, the more nutritious options. And, and it's timing as well, and everyone's busy, and sometimes it's it's convenience, you know. So 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 that's, again, where, where coaching can really come in handy, where where you really start focusing on well, what's the important to you? What's your why? What, what is it? What is it you're wanting to achieve? And 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 then being held to account a little bit to that because if you say, well, what strategy could you do to be a little bit more organised? How could you maybe prep a little bit better? How could you plan for, for your meals for the week uh, without being too without being any restriction? Uh, you know, and, and and anything. There's no nothing's banned, so it's okay to have a little. You maybe one night have a pizza or something. I have a bit of pizza, whatever it is, whatever your little, you know, comfort food is. That's fine. It's probably good to build that in every now and then because then you're not craving it. And no. you know, because you've also got to remember, we're here once and we've got you've got to enjoy your life as well. So you don't want to have a life where you're just constantly where where it becomes a chore and it becomes depressing and miserable. So you want to make it as you know we want to enjoy our food as well. So it's, it seems it's about. Yeah, it seems to me it's like they should get rid of the word diet and just say people yeah. need educating, yeah. you know, to, to, to achieve what they want to achieve rather Absolutely. than going on a diet. Let's educate you to, to what. And, that, and, and that's exactly my, my philosophy. It's about a lifestyle. It's not about, I, I'm, I'm not really interested in coaching people who just say, right, I want to lose a stone in, in four weeks and blah, blah, blah. It's about a, a more, I, I can help people who say, I want to improve my health. You know, mm-hmm. what's your value? Well, a really, a really important value for me is my health, my long-term health. Whether it's you know for a medical reason, whether it's just you know that that's the way that's what works for them, uh, and you know they've got that real, real proper goal of, of like long-term. Because if it's just a, fi- a quick fix, because I, I want to fit in this dress, or I want to, you know, I want to enter this race, whatever. Well, what happens after that? Yeah. Just revert to type. You'll just go back to your old habits, and and quite often you end up in a worse position than where where you started. You know, so we have to your diet culture. Yeah, and I don't know about Michelle, but when when we did the six pack, my my main thing was to get stronger, even stronger. And you know, I teach fitness, so I was fairly yeah. strong, but I wanted to get even stronger. And 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 the sort of the food side of it came as a bit of a byproduct, but actually was really really useful and. I think, but I think you get to a certain point, don't you, in your life when your your mind changes and you want to, you either give up. I, I think I speak to people that either just give up and go, well, this is my lot. You know, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm an old, old, older person, so this is this is what it is. I can't do the things I used to do, or you take take it by the horns or whatever, and you know, try and do. Do, do you know? Do you know one thing? I think that 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 really frustrates me is I think we've been we've been we've been missold 
over the years now yeah. by lots of fad diets. Yeah. And, and that's the expectations of people are that we can get a quick fix. And, the, and there is no such thing. This is a long-term project, a lifestyle project. And, and, and you've got to accept that it's going to take time. And, and transformation and, and, and adjusting your health is, is going to like it's going to take many months, if not a year, if not you know, if not forever. Yeah, you know, it's and, something and, we'll always be working on. Yeah, and actually, with runners you, you, and canny crossers, you kind of like to think that actually, when you start start out, whether you're going to get competitive or not, you just enjoy your running. You're going to start to see if you try different things. You're going to start to see that actually it can improve yeah. your performance. It can improve your running. Yeah. You can try and keep up with your dog a bit more. Yeah, um, yeah. But I, I would like to see fewer people obsessing about the numbers, about the weight, because I hear this a lot as a running coach. I'm trying to lose weight, um, but I want to train for such and such an event, which could be a marathon or yeah. an ultra. Yeah. And it really worries me. Um, and I'm interested to hear your take on this way, because my advice is always you'll probably end up gaining weight because yes. you'll be hungry. Um, and I always advise to think about the types of food that they are eating and make sure that they're nutritious. But I'm interested yeah. in your take on it, because I really wish that people would not obsess over what it says on the scales and would instead think about this, you know, the health and the performance so how well, do you I, get that across to people? <laughs> yeah, well, I can give you first-hand experience of this because that is exactly mm. what happened with me. Um, so when I when I did my uh, two marathons, one one year, one the next year, uh, I was probably about 42 at the time, so I'm going back about eight, eight years or so now. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I was a little bit overweight. I wanted to lose a bit of weight, and I wanted to do a marathon, and I sort of tried to combine the two uh, naively. Uh, and I actually did put weight on because, as you rightly say, you should be a nutritionist, uh, Michelle. As I rightly said, uh, as you rightly said, I am. Um, my appetite went through the roof. I, I, I couldn't. I couldn't consume enough, and and also uh, in a more naive state, then I, I was also rewarding myself because I'd done a long run, and you know that mentality. So stripping it back now on reflection, what I think was. Running a marathon is is a big deal, and it yeah. was for me. It was massive, and and like and, and I had to really work hard at it. And I have a proper training plan, and and that was a real massive challenge for me. Losing weight is also a real massive challenge for me. So combine the two together. Why why on earth would I try and do two of the <laughs> hardest things that I find to, okay. the two of the biggest challenges of my life mm-hmm. at the same time? It, it makes no it makes no sense. Um, so. If I was advising people now and through my own experience and through through a little bit more education and knowledge, I would say, well, what's your priority? Do you want to lose weight or do you want to run a marathon? Because you can do both, but I would do one at a time and then focus, have your focus on one. So if, marathon, if the marathon is your, your priority at the moment because you've, you've entered the, the, the run and it's you're in a training schedule, completely focus on that. Start educating yourself about nutrition and start thinking about sensible food choices and and you know your fueling strategies and this that and the other and, and yeah and, and like you know we carbohydrates have been the enemy of, of of the diet industry for quite a few years now and wrongly so again because they're such an important nutrient macronutrients especially for athletes and, and, and runners in particular it's such an important food group so start understanding about like experimenting with 
well, if I consume, if, if I try having some uh, carb-heavy meal on an evening before I do my run the next morning, what do I feel like that next morning? Start start being inquisitive about about mm-hmm. you know what works for you and because everyone's different as well and that there is no one there's no one size fits all you know it's, we, we all we all have our, our own individual needs so yeah I, I think coming back to your point Michelle I think it's really important that if people have got that that mentality to think actually I'll do it with nothing that'll help me lose weight the reality is you'll probably find it, 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 you might end up really disappointed if that's your goal. Mm-hmm. Yes. But I think, but actually, just listening to both of you, you you're talking then, it's like, but actually, they could come out at the end of that marathon having healthier choices that are starting to change their lifestyle. So, yeah, yeah. And, and I think if 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 someone approached it with the right, it, it, it doesn't mean this would be be like that for everyone. You might get someone who who does train and run a marathon and and does lose weight, you know, because because that's just the way they're made up, and and they can. You know, the man, they don't get as hungry after after um, after their vigorous exercise or the, the endurance aspect of the exercise. So, I think you've just got to you, you know you've got to treat it individually as well. So, but it's it, they might be making more sense. And let's not forget, it's not just about the training you're doing; it's about your everyday activity levels as well. So, if you're if you other otherwise other than you're running, you live quite a sedentary life. You've got an office job; you don't move about compared to someone who's on the go all the time, you know, a nurse, for example, who's never off her feet and they're doing long shifts and they're also doing marathon training, they're gonna they're gonna their energy balance, you know, they're gonna they're gonna burn a lot of calories, aren't they, mm-hmm. throughout the whole week. So mm-hmm. so naturally they might lose more weight than someone who's sedentary. So you've got to take the the real life stuff into the into the equation as well. Yeah. Oh, it's fascinating. I could talk for hours about this, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just think our, I mean, the way we talk about food and it's so complex, isn't it? It's yeah. you know, it's, it's a big part of who we are and there's a, there's a lot to unravel. I mean, there's a lot in my head already that I'm thinking about yeah. with emotional well, eating. Well, there was something I heard quite, quite, um, quite a while ago and, and it, was, it was such a simple thing, but we all have to eat. Yeah. We, we can't avoid it. We, we've got to eat, and we, we need to eat for just for basic survival. Um, but I, I do think, I mean, if you if we went back, what fifty years ago, the, the diet of, of the population um, going back all those years would be completely different to what it is now because of the ad, you know the advances in yeah. in manufacturing and food processing and all yeah. that type of stuff. So so. So that we're not, we've got actually bigger challenges nowadays, and that's why the education is so important. Uh, and, and it starts, you know, it starts with schools, it starts with kids, and and parenting, and and all of that. And, and you know, we've all made, I'm, I'm guessing, we all have made them mistakes with our, with our own kids. You know, where the easy thing is to 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 you know, whatever it might be, turkey dinosaurs, for example. You know. <laughs> No, I can honestly say I've never given my son those. No, no. <laughs> Spaghetti hoops. There's all sorts of there's sort of convenience mass manufactured foods now, which are not, not the most nutritious, um, but they might be quick and convenient and affordable. And you've got to take all these factors into consideration, you know. So. I- I know we're going sort of off our sort of mindset thing, but it's also, you know, the old uh, low fat ones and things like that. And it's just, I think what you were saying sort of like, you know, diets changed or or foods changed. And it's like, we sort of almost, as you say, keep it balanced, keep it simple. It doesn't need to be boring, does it? 
yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and I think that's the beauty of it is that there's once once you once you get into the right mindset and you start looking at uh, foods that which are more nutritious, you know, th- then you can start looking at different spices, different flavors, different you know yeah. condiments, whatever it is that you that you're doing and mixing things up a little bit. You don't have to have the same thing all the time. However, for a successful period of time, if you want, to, if you particularly want to lose a few pounds, a little bit of routine is is sometimes a good strategy because you know what you're having. And then the best, the best judge, the best um, evidence is your body. Yeah. So, you know, and, and, and that's why I say everything's got to be bespoke to the individual. So your mm-hmm. body and your, how you feel and how, how you, you know, you, your reaction to, to what you've done for the last two weeks will tell you what's working and what's not working. Um, mm-hmm. So then if, you're, if, you, if you think, well, I've done this and I'm not, I'm not losing any weight, uh, I'm saying exactly the same. I've done it for a month. A month's a good time to sort of just get an indicator of where, where you're going. Then you think, well, actually, maybe we need to tweak this a little bit. Maybe we need to, re, you know, reduce um, the calorie intake um, by a couple of hundred calories or whatever it might be. Um, nothing too drastic because that's not what you want to be. It's not It's not about, go, you know, taking extreme action. But there's, there's all sorts of little things you can do. But, but your body is by far and away the best the best judge of, of like how how you're progressing really but i think it's really hard so it's interesting i was going to ask you so we're going back to mindset a bit because yeah. we, we started off by saying you know i eat chocolate uh, you know and i can <laughs> well let's be honest i do um but it's really interesting because when we were on the six pack i did what what it said on the tin, you know, I did what we were doing and it was very varied and it was very, it was very structured actually. And sometimes it was very structured, but it was like, I actually, I can't cope with this in my daily life, but we did it. And and now I do different things, but I didn't need that chocolate. I didn't miss that chocolate. I didn't, I didn't drink either. I didn't miss the alcohol. So why now after 10, 11 weeks, have I now gone back to old habits with the, with the chocolate which I know, I don't feel as good as I did 10 weeks ago. I'm yeah. not, but I'm also doing still a lot of the good stuff. So it's not sort of the impact is not having anything, on, well, it is having yeah. something on my body, but but I'm thinking more of the mindset. I've gone back into that and I know I'm doing it. Yeah, mm. I think it's a really, really good point. And this comes back to uh, the difference between coaching and instruction and mentoring so yeah I, and i don't know much about the six pack version i, I guess it's a really good podcast good, really, that you can listen to yeah yeah um <laughs> but i'm guessing it, i'm guessing it's like quite from what you've said there it's quite a structured do yeah. these exercises yeah. eat this type of food and do this type of so, so you're following a program really yeah yeah you that, are. That, yeah that that isn't um so, so for for instant and you know short-term results that might be a really fantastic thing but is that is that gonna is that gonna affect your behavior change? Is that gonna change your behaviors over the long term uh, in, in all aspects? So you might be doing stuff because that's what you need to do, not because it's what you have decided to do yourself. So that's the difference between the coaching and where working with someone one-to-one, they say, well, we'll have some chocolate then. Yeah. Build chocolate into your plan so that yeah. it's not restricted. But just let's let's just say. If, if we build the strategies in, do I really need that chocolate tonight? I had some last night. Actually, I'm just doing our habit. You've got your strategies built in place and you end up not having the chocolate because mm-hmm. you can have it. 
So you're not restricting it. You're not you're not saying, yeah. well, I can't have chocolate. I can't. But after six weeks of saying I can't have chocolate or eleven weeks, whatever it was, I can't have this. I can't have that. I must do this. I must do that. Once you've stopped doing that, you'll revert back to what you've always done, mm-hmm. and, that, and that's that's just human behaviour. That's that's the this is the the psychology behind it all, really. And again, this is where it comes back to the mindset where. The power of, of coaching is, and working with a, with a good coach would be where you fi- we figure this out between us, but you make the decisions yourself, which is much more empowering and much more you're much more likely to stick to that. So without restriction, without um, without anything being good or bad, that dichotomous thinking, which is which can be really the enemy. So where we're starting to think about, well, this food group's good, this food group's bad, I must have that, and I mustn't have this. It's they're all just different types of nutrition and it's then you then make rationalized decisions about what you want and then sometimes that decision might be i'm going to have the donuts i'm going to have the chocolate because i'm really really fancy it but that's with but that's with but that's with considered yeah it's not just automatic behavior that you revert to you know so i think that's the strategy for me that, that that probably would be most successful and it, that's, it is really interesting because I do think the chocolate thing is a habit. Yeah. But but I, I have, and I get what you're saying about a structured program. I do totally get that. And I, for me, it was like I wanted to get stronger. I, I, I know all this stuff because it's what I do, but I needed someone to kick me up the arse. So for yeah. me, I'm probably very probably a bit different from other people that were yeah. on the course. And I'm thinking, actually, they, they go back time after time because they know it works for them yeah. um but for me it's i've kept the fitness you know i've kept my levels up and everything like that so actually what you're saying to me is have the chocolate it's not going to make that much difference and and actually i, I can get into a routine not a routine because it's the wrong thing but i can you know at some point i'll probably say to myself i don't need that yeah absolutely if if, if you approach it with the right mindset so if you approach it that it's it's not good, it's not bad, it's it's you just like chocolate, which yeah. is cool, which is fine. That's there's nothing wrong with that. Ninety nine percent of the population probably like chocolate. You, you're the same yeah. as everyone else, so that's okay. But once you start saying and, and in your mind you think going towards that chocolate thing and I shouldn't be having this. Yeah, that's you know, what it becomes. It's the old thing. It's the old thing is like you know, don't don't think about a blue tree. You think about a blue tree. <laughs> so, so it's that it's that old it's that old adage, isn't it? What we shouldn't have, we always want, and that type of thing. So, yeah. so actually, retraining our brains and re, the way we it's reframing the whole approach to it all, really. And and there is a place. So I, I totally I totally agree with you. And I'm not for one second saying these programs we shouldn't do them. We, I think we should do them. There, there can be a massive benefit for people. And, and and I'm similar to you. So sometimes it's that motivation that actually I'm, I'm sat here in my little comfort zone I'm doing my little runs that I do and this and the other but if I want to really progress I need someone I need someone to like kick me up the backside and give me something give me a structured yeah. program to follow that there's a place for that and that definitely works but it but it's about well what will I do after that program and then that's yeah. the, that's where that that's where I think what you need what where I think people tend to it's it's like the old slim and world route, you know. And again, I'm not here to, to diss anyone else and any other st- slim and clubs, whatever it might be. But loads of people go to Weight Watchers and Slim and World and all of that, and they go and get the stars and the Half Stone Award and all this type of stuff. And then two years later, when you come, if you were to speak to them, they've probably left, joined, left, joined, 
lost weight, put weight on, lost weight. And then two years later, they're half a stone heavier than what they were before they even started in the first place, you know. Yeah. And, it, and it's this this sort of cycle that we've got to get away from. And the, and the real way to get away from that, in my, in my mind, is doing is doing is investing in yourself by doing the work on your mind and doing the on your mindset. And that's where I come back to the word I used earlier. It's about adherence. And adherence is what can I stick to for the rest of my life? What can, how can I live my life and, and not restrict anything? Uh, like, you know, I like to have I like to have a beer, I like to have a glass of wine. And if I was to say, well, I can't because there's so many calories in this and this, that, and the other. Like, I'm not going to be happy with that, you know, that's uh, the long term. So I'll do it for a period of weeks, months, whatever it might be. But then eventually I'm just going to, actually, that that's too strong, that's too powerful for me not to, where if I manage that and I think I'm going to have the odd beer, the odd glass of wine, and that's built into what my lifestyle. And, and I compensate with that by making sensible nutrition course, yeah, nutrition choices, and, you know, and, and movement and exercise and sleep and all of the other health things that we've got to inter, intermingle with, you know, with everything we do, it's that combination of of, of, of you know of all our activities really that. Yeah, that and I think that's what I think that's what you and I found, Michelle, isn't it? We we did that because we needed that kick. Yeah. yeah, and because we've got into that, our fitness is changing. So for well, for me especially, it's like I feel really good because I can do what I want to do. I'm a lot stronger, and that's what motivates yeah. me. So the food is sort of, or the nutrition yeah. is a bit of a byproduct, which I'm going to keep doing because actually. It makes me feel good, and my life's better for it. Yeah, so I, I suppose I'm there, aren't I? But I, yeah. um, I think yeah. you're making too much of a big thing about the chocolate. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, and to be fair, to be very fair, I normally only eat that fantastic, and I'm going to plug it again. And we've done another podcast, eighteen miles, <laughs> which is the best chocolate out, <laughs> and it's dark Brilliant. chocolate. And it's natural. Um, yeah. So um, nothing at all wrong with that. That's good no. No, so there we go. Anyway, sorry, that's me. Oh, yes. Well, Wayne, this has been fascinating. Yeah, we could go on forever, but we won't. <laughs> we had loads of questions, but actually, um, I didn't realise mindset was such a huge topic. I've completely underestimated it. Um, that's fine, and, that's fine, yeah. yeah and sure... I think it goes really well with the podcast that was out with Lucy, um, um, number 51, episode 51, which was yeah. Mindset and Running. And I think the whole thing just was why we wanted to do it, actually, because it just combines well together. Get people thinking about mindset, actually, because it's been, I've, I've learned a lot. It's really got my brain worrying about what I need to do a bit differently, actually. <laughs> so can people find you, Wayne, if they do decide that they would benefit from a nutrition coach? So um, primarily I'm on, um, I'm on Instagram. Um, my Instagram name is at uh, WB Coaching Academy. Uh, I have a, an email address which is wayne at wbcoachingacademy.com. Um, as at the moment, I don't have a website. That's something that's on my to-do list and I've got to get sorted out. So, so unfortunately, I can't direct anyone to a website. But by all means, if anyone wants to get in touch, uh, just get on my Instagram account, give me a follow, or just drop me a, drop me a message on there. And anyone wants any, any specific questions, I'm more than happy to, to respond to that, um, you know, whenever I can. So... Um, more than happy to, to to link in with anyone if if they want any further advice or any, any specific questions that anyone has uh, as a result of listening to this. And Wayne, when you get your website address, let us know because we can put it into the show notes uh, for when you've got it. So because we people listen yeah. to these, you know, they don't 
people yeah well, well like like a lot of people might need a nutrition coach i need a, an it coach so, <laughs> <laughs> so when, I, when i get that up and running i'll, I'll certainly let you know so if there's any it coaches out there contact brilliant well thank you so much for your time we really appreciate it um and yeah look forward to uh hearing what people have got to say about mindset and nutrition with their running so well, thank, thank you, you Thank you very much for having me on. I'm, I'm extremely grateful and it's and I've really enjoyed it. It's been, it's been really good and uh, hope to catch up with you again soon. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you to our sponsor, Get Stronger, Run Faster 5K. It's great for canny crossers and runners to improve their 5K time and keep up with the dogs. And if you get a moment, please leave us a review. We'll see you next time on Canny Cross Conversations.